Welcome to episode 53 of the A Free Spirit Life podcast. Hello there, I'm Shannon Kinney Dew, holistic life and spiritual coach, human design specialist, and a Reiki master, and I am super, super happy that you're here today. This episode is about energy, specifically Reiki healing, and following your intuition, really talking today about triggering our self-healing capacity. You know, all of us have been born with this inner guide, this inner wisdom, this teacher, which is really your intuition. And your intuition is here nudging you, sometimes very subtly, very quietly, sometimes really loudly, like hitting you on the head, right? And it's our job to learn how to listen to it. We have been taught since the early days of being able to walk and speak and learn from our own you know, ways of growing up. We were taught that the mind and the thoughts and the things we fill our head with are really the ways in which to guide us in life. They are the ways to make decisions in life. And so we spend so much of our life trying to figure out and solve and fix problems in our mind. And if you're anything like me, over time, maybe you get headaches. Maybe you find yourself overthinking, over worrying, um, reminiscing or ruminating about the past, feeling senses of regret or remorse or wish I could have or wish I didn't or what if this. And man, it feels like a mental ping pong game. I envision our mind going back and forth like a ping pong ball from the past to the future, from the past regrets to the future worries, back and forth, back and forth. And when we do that, we find ourselves truly stuck in our mind, stuck in our heads. And we miss this moment. We miss what's happening right here and right now. So that's what I want to talk a little bit about today is how to get in tune and in touch with your specific intuition. So I'll throw in a little human design in here for you today. And we'll talk about Reiki and energy healing and becoming your own authority and learning how to liberate yourself um, from always looking outside for the answers. Now, I am, let me just say this I am not a medical doctor. I am here to tell you that there are ways that your body is signaling you to listen. And it is a powerful practice when you learn how to get in tune and in touch with your own intuition. And when you start to make choices that are more in line with your authentic self. When you stop struggling because the head, although it's really good at processing information and coming up with solutions and ideas, it really is not the place to make final decisions. We want to learn how to feel and connect with our bodies again. We want to let our heart and our intuition be a little bit more of the decision makers because that's when you're going to find you're, you're actually following a path, even if it feels a little more scary, you're following a path that feels in tune 
that feels in line, that feels aligned with your authentic self, with your true nature. And when you are doing things that are in tune and in rhythm, then there's flow, then there's least resistance. And the struggle and the massive resistance usually occurs when we're trying to force things to happen or making things happen that we want to see happen but maybe is not of our highest good or we're letting our mind and our conditioned thoughts guide us. The thoughts that say this is what we think we should do or this is what they told us we should do or this is how I've been taught to be and we're slowly awakening and we're powerfully recalibrating so that we can be more connected to our truth, to our purpose, to our authenticity, to our natural flow. So before we get into all of that, I do want to share a couple of announcements. One, I have a free human design course on my website. You can go to a freespiritlife.com, click free course, and you can learn what your energy type is in human design. I'll guide you on how to find it out and what the five different energy types mean. It's a really great training. It's about an hour, so you can listen to it like a podcast, take some notes along the way, and it will really help you start to understand more about what human design is, what your energy type is, and then you can also start looking up your family members, your children, your friends, and it'll start to make more sense to you as to how you all operate a little bit differently, and I think you're going to really like it. Also, I've just opened registration for my Reiki Level 1. You'll receive Reiki Level 1 training and attunement from me. You'll learn what Reiki is. You'll learn how to use it. You'll learn the hand placements and the body placements. You'll learn about the chakra energy system. You'll receive guided meditations to help with energy flow. It's a beautiful practice. It's all uh, a way to teach you how to self-heal with Reiki. You will get a certificate at the completion of the course. And you have two options. You can either take the course with a group I have four live calls scheduled, or it's a self-study program. You can take it on your own, and then you can schedule an attunement with me. So there are two different options. They're both virtual, but they you know, will work depending on your schedule and what works best for you. The reason I'm doing it this way is, one, I want you to have the option to take Reiki and experiment with Reiki and learn about Reiki with a group of people. And you can do it from the comfort of your own home. So that is why the live option is there. But I know with time zone changes and just how schedules work, some of you, if you work all day on Zoom, you don't want to get back on another Zoom call, totally get it. So you'll have the self-study option and then we will schedule a one-on-one or a small mini group with me to do your attunement and to do your celebration at the end of the program. So that's coming up and then Reiki level two where you'll get to learn the symbols and the ways to share Reiki with others that can be with your children, with your pets, with your spouse, with your friends, and with other people in even your practices, whether you're a coach or a healer or a teacher. It's a powerful, powerful practice. And 
same thing. You can take it with a group or you can take it as a self-study program. So be on the lookout for that. Okay, here is the beautiful testimonial I just received from someone who had a human design reading. She says, My human design session with Shannon was so incredibly helpful. I felt affirmed and encouraged. It felt like she gave me permission to be who I already am. My most helpful takeaways were that I am a guide, I don't need to be an expert, and I need a lot of rest. I knew I was an introvert, but my human design reading went deeper than knowing I need to be alone. It helped me honor the productivity of retreat and withdrawal. It helped me embrace my own need to hermit. I treat myself with greater compassion when I'm tired and when I need to be alone. I have always felt weird and different. My reading with Shannon helped me see my weirdness as my giftedness and gave me permission to offer it in service to others. Thank you, Tiffany, so much for sharing these words. And I'm so grateful that I get to help others embrace weird. We are here to find out who we are, what we're meant to do, and to share our gifts with the world. And so often, our thoughts limit us from embracing weird, from seeing our differences as our gifts. And so it's a great honor to get to share with other people and to help them awaken to their weirdness. (laughs) So my friends, since I've already talked a little bit about Reiki. Let's dive in a little bit deeper. You know, let me tell you this story. I have been on a journey (laughs) of finding healing arts modalities that have worked for me over the years. And I won't go all the way back to my yoga days, which was almost 20 years now. But I want to talk specifically about the moment that Reiki found me. And I truly say found me because I was on retreat and I, you know, when you're on retreat, you step outside of your bubble and it gives you this opportunity to reset. So I was doing that. I was hosting a retreat, but I also get the experience of resetting myself and stepping outside of my bubble of life and reconnecting with my inner thoughts, with my heart, with my intuition. And all of a sudden, in this moment of stillness, I heard this message that said, you need to do Reiki. And, you know, being in that receptive state, I took it in. And, you know, sometimes what happens is we're busy, we have a to do list, we got to keep moving. And so when our intuition speaks, we can ignore it, we can just not even hear it, really. So I was in this open receptive state. And also, If you've listened to this podcast in the past, you might have heard me say that I finally put my machete down. And what I mean by that is I used to be hacking (laughs) at my path and carving my own path and forcing my way down it. And once I put the machete down, I started to allow the path to unfold. And then I could see clearly which path to walk down. And so I was in that state of allowing the path to unfold. I was told I needed to do Reiki. And honestly, I had no idea what Reiki was. None. 
So it was a message that um, I listened to and I started to explore and I'm like, okay, this is where you want me to go. I'll follow. And I started my path of learning all I could about Reiki. And I am the kind of person that I love research and I love to find as much information as I can from as many teachers as I can. And then I start to implement it. Then I start to you know, it's kind of like an alchemist. I start to mix it and stir it and see what feels right to me. And according to my human design, that is exactly um, what I'm here to do is really find the modalities and the rhythms and the routines that work for me and then help bridge that gap so that I can teach them in in, in a way that makes sense and resonates with you. So it does make sense that I have to find all these different ways that other people are doing it first. And so I, I took an online Reiki program and then I took my level one, my level two and Reiki master in person. I read every book that I could and I practiced. That's the other thing I do is I jump right in and I start sharing Reiki. So I was sharing Reiki with uh, friends, with my family members. Then I started doing it on retreat and sharing it with women coming on retreat with me. And then I had a room that I rented just one day a week and I would share Reiki sessions with others. And it was through the practice that I, you know, started to hone my craft. But I felt immediately when I discovered Reiki that I was home. I felt this a few times in my life. I felt this with yoga. When I discovered yoga many, many years ago, I stepped on that yoga mat and I did feel like I was home. And when I signed up for my yoga certification program, I immediately felt at home. Now, I always tell people you've got to try different teachers, you have to try different styles, you have to find what resonates with you. And that's what I did. And so now, going back to Reiki though, there was not just even a feeling of being at home. There was this feeling that I had done this before. There was this inner knowing that I have been doing this for years. And even if you believe in past lives, there was this feeling that I have done it in the way past. And it just came natural. It fit well. It It feels very good in my nurturing, gentle style of guiding And so that's when my more recent love of Reiki was reignited. And it upped my game or, you know, jump-started my love for energy work, energy healing. But what I specifically love about Reiki, and this is why I've loved yoga for so many years and all the modalities, really, that I love so dearly, is it puts the healing back in your hands. There is a self-healing quality to Reiki that reminds us this Reiki energy is accessible to every single one of you. That yes, there are needs for outside resources. Yes, there are huge benefits from therapy, from scheduled doctor's appointments, from you know, getting help outside of ourselves. Obviously, there are so many reasons for those modalities and we need to ask for help and find the help that we need. 
And there's also, and there's also this bringing the power back and realizing that you are more powerful than you even give yourself credit for. And when you start to learn how to listen to your intuition, to listen to the messages of your body and find the courage, here's the big piece of it, find the courage to maybe do it a little differently, to to take it a little different path, to embrace your weirdness, to do something that may not be conventional or that may make you feel like people will judge you, to find the people who get you so that you can feel supported and uplifted and encouraged to follow your inner guidance. So my job as a spiritual guide is to help you awaken, to help empower you with the tools you need and to liberate you or really to just spark so that you find your liberation so that you're not always reliant on outside people to for your health and well-being. It's really about finding your self finding your truth, finding your ability as a self-healer. So Reiki, it is this energy healing art that intentionally channels universal life force energy that's all around us. And we learn how to channel that energy to promote balance, healing, and well-being in the body. It stimulates the body's natural relaxation response. And when you're more relaxed, you're more receptive to healing. You're more receptive to energy flow. And so me as a Reiki practitioner, I learn how to tap into the universal life force energy. I'm not giving you my energy. I'm not channeling my energy to you. But I'm learning how to channel the universal life energy that is all around us so that when you place your hands on or near someone, you can channel that energy and the energy knows where it needs to go. So if you think about your chakra energy system and you think about it like valves, if you think about your whole energy system and your life force energy, your prana, the 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 energy that animates you, that's traveling in your body, sometimes it gets in what I call kinks in the energy centers. So you might feel it lodged, you know, in your shoulders or in your gut or in your head. And think of it like a hose. And a hose, you know, if the if it's clear, the water flows freely through it. But if you start tying that hose in knots, just like the energy centers in the body, the energy or the water can't flow freely anymore. It gets kinked. It gets stuck. It maybe is a trickle. And so we have to open up the places that are blocked. And the blocks happen from our thoughts from those conditioned thoughts that say you're not good enough, that you should be living this way when you know inside you shouldn't be, maybe from when you're not embracing your weird and so you've been holding something in and those heavy emotions or the traumas from the past get stuck in the body. And so Reiki is this very gentle hands-on healing modality that helps to open those energy centers so it can flow more freely, so you can feel more balanced, so that you can feel more relaxed in the body. And so that self-healing starts to be triggered. 
And so I think of it like a sponge. If you think about a sponge and half of it is dry and half of it is wet, if you were to pour just a little water on that sponge, the water is going to know where to go. It's going to go to the dry places on that sponge until the entire sponge is soaked up right? And so that's the same thing if you imagine the Reiki energy. If you're channeling the universal life force energy to yourself or to another person, that energy knows where it needs to go. And if you trust in that and let it go where it needs to, it will find the places that have the kinks. It will find the dry areas, if you will. It will find the places where the energy needs to go to help that flow more freely. So what's so powerful about Reiki is that you, once you attune to it, then you can share it with yourself and you can do this self-healing modality every single day when you start to feel a headache coming on, when you start to feel nervous in your belly about something. You can do it just as a morning routine or an evening ritual to help feel better throughout the day. And then you can start sharing it with your pets, with your children, with the people that you care about. So Rei from the Rei Ki, it's a Japanese word. Rei means the source of energy. So the universal life source. And then Ki is life force energy. So when you're putting the source and the energy together, you're getting what's called Reiki. Now we are all made of energy and we have mental, physical, and emotional blocks, like I've mentioned, that can lodge itself in the body. This can compromise our health, our well-being, and our overall outlook in life. This beautiful, gentle practice of Reiki can help clear those blocks and just bring you into a more harmonious and vibrant state. So Reiki is simple, it's natural, it's safe, and it's a spiritual healing practice that is just one of those tools that can really help you on your self-discovery journey. While it is spiritual in nature, I want to say, though, it is not a religion. So no matter what religious beliefs you have, please understand that Reiki is not a religion. You don't have to believe in anything or follow anything to experience Reiki. There's nothing you need to believe in to learn and experience the benefits. It's really just this overall feeling that you walk away with, and you will notice it when you experience it. So again, another... Uh, commonality with every modality I love. One, it's self-liberating and it's self-healing. And also, it's a direct experience. You have to experience for yourself to really experience the benefit. You can't just fill your head with knowledge and then assume that, oh, I've done Reiki. I know Reiki. You have to experience it to fully believe it. And I've mentioned this. I am a skeptic by nature, so I, I tend to Probably why I have to research so much is I have to find everything that I can and then really practice it and experience for myself. And then I'm able to um, adapt a modality or not. And so once you experience Reiki, there's your answer. Some of you will never really resonate with it, and that's cool. But some of you, if you're listening to these words, pay attention. What is the draw? Are you like I was, where you feel called to try it, feel called to learn it, but don't know even what it is? That's where you need to listen. So pay attention to the messages inside of you. And are you feeling like it's too weird to try? Is that a conditioned thought? Or are you ready? Are you ready to expand 
yourself into this world of energy healing and to learn how to share Reiki with yourself and others. So Reiki is just this beautiful practice that you'll, you know, learn that it supports your body's intuition. When you start to feel that something's a little bit off, you can send yourself Reiki. People who've experienced Reiki sometimes say they feel more content, more clear, more at peace, more relaxed. Uh, they'll say that they have decreased feelings of stress, of fear and anxiety, and they'll feel a reduction in physical ailments. Uh, they will feel these mental and emotional blocks that they tend to struggle with start to just wash away, start to go away. Um, they'll start to just feel more connected to their mind, body, and spirit and be able to be alerted when something feels off or something doesn't feel right. If you've ever been stuck in that ping pong of living in the past, regrets, shame, um, overwhelm, feeling this constant sense of worry about the future, missing the present moment, Reiki, learning about energy, Getting still and in tune with your intuition will help you learn how to trust yourself again, will help you realize that you have an inner guide, an inner teacher, this inner wisdom that you're awakening to every single day. And the more you find that courage to listen, the more flow the more ease, the more joy, the more peace you will discover in your own life. So I'd like to hear from you. Have you tried Reiki before? Are you feeling guided to learn more about Reiki? Share with me. Email me, shannon at afreespiritlife.com. If you'd like to take Reiki with me, you can go to my website and look up courses. I would love to share this experience with you. Let me also say, since I told you I'd sprinkle in a little human design here, and if you're still listening, I really appreciate you going on this journey with me because sometimes I just let myself go. Well, most times <laughs> if I'm not interviewing someone, I just turn the microphone on because I know I'm, I'm being guided to speak. So I'm hoping that the words that I'm speaking off the top of my head are resonating with you. If you're listening, that means they probably are. Let me tell you a little bit about how human design and knowing your energy type will help you understand your intuition better. So as I mentioned, I have a free course. If you're not familiar with human design, it will show you how to find your energy type and what the energy types are. But let me just say that for those of you who do know a little bit or just are curious, how can knowing your energy type help you understand your intuition? When you learn human design that is based on your astrology chart, you will discover that you have what's called, one, your strategy based on your energy type. So ways to practice being more in tune and align with your natural energy. And then two, your authority. Your authority is what teaches you how to make better decisions that are in alignment with your true self, with your authentic energy DNA. So you learn, some of you are going to learn better by speaking and talking it out. Some of you are going to learn better by trusting your gut. There's all these different ways that in human design, you'll learn about your authority. So I'm going to give you a few examples. Some of you will be generators with sacral authority. If you have sacral authority, your gut is your intuition. 
when you learn how to trust your gut, when you learn how to turn that gut on and trust it, it's like your inner GPS. It will always guide you where you need to go. The practice is learning how do I get out of my head and how do I reconnect to the gut? And that's what human design does for you. Or even Reiki, this, these practices that get you still and connected to your inner self, your inner knowing, that's where you start to learn, oh my gosh, this is my gut guiding me versus this is my head trying to figure everything out and force my life to happen. So generators with sacral authority can learn how to trust their guts again. Some of you will be a generator or, an, or a manifesting generator or a manifester with emotional authority and the emotional authority is learning how to wait and riding out your emotional waves before making decisions. So when you wait out those emotional waves, those highs and those lows, and you learn what you feel like in that neutral place, that's where you'll find clarity to make decisions. That's where you get in tune and in touch with your intuition and where you will learn how to listen and to trust your gut. But you have to learn when you're riding an emotional wave and how to ride it out before making decisions. Some of you have splenic authority, which is learning how to really get quiet and really get connected to the body because the spleen is like your inner senses and it's connected to the lymphatic system. And so it's very subtle and it's very in the moment. It's very instinctual. And so we have to learn how to get quiet and how to connect with that feeling. So when the spleen speaks, you have that ping, you have that feeling, that kind of inner um, lit up feeling where you just know that's the way. That's what my intuition is guiding me to do. Some of you, if you're a projector, might have self-projected authority. You might have mental authority. You might really either be affected by your environment or you need a sounding board. You need to be able to talk it out. Once you hear yourself talk, then you get clarity. That's when you'll feel more connected to your intuition, when you talk it out. It's just such a cool practice. If you're a reflector, you'll start to learn that the people you talk with and the people you're surrounded by and the environment you're surrounded by really make a difference. And also, you'll learn that if you track the cycle of the moon and learn how you feel at different stages of the moon, that's when you'll be more in tune with your intuition and you'll know when to make the proper decisions for yourself. So it's just this beautiful journey of self-discovery and finding the healing modalities that speak to you, that resonate with you, that help you feel more empowered. That's really what this is all about is putting the power back into your hands, putting the healing back into your court so that you learn what your body needs. You learn what your body's trying to tell you. You learn what your intuition is saying and where it's guiding you so that you can experience more abundance, more energy flow, more health and well-being, more vitality, more wealth, more joy, more peace. And when you do that, you get connected to your purpose, your direction, and your gifts. And you learn how to share your weirdness with others. 
Because that's really what this is about, is about connecting and awakening and finding our inner power and feeling more confident, more whole, more complete, more imperfect and messy and beautiful in our life as we stand grounded, as we stand, stand connected, as we feel who we are so that we can be of service to the world, so that we can make this a better place, so that we can be loving and kind to ourselves and share that loving kindness with all those around us. That's what this is about. And let me just say, going back full circle, when I first found Reiki on retreat, one of the things I always have said when I'd go on retreat is, oh my God, this is what the frequency of love is. I get it now. I get this, you know, there's all these different frequencies. You can just tell this in my words if I say you feel guilt or not enoughness or shame. You can tell even in those words, there's this lower vibration. And when we start to talk about love and joy and compassion and peace and vitality, you feel that vibration increase. And so there's this frequency or this vibration of love. And I would feel it so wholly and deeply on retreat because I was away from my kids. (laughs) I was away from all my responsibility. And I could connect to myself and go, oh my God, there I am, right? nothing else to do but to be myself. And when I was in that place, I'd feel this vibration, this frequency. And I would say to myself, God, I wish I could take this back with me. And then it dawned on me um, very quickly that, oh my God, this vibration, this frequency of love is always there. I just sometimes forget it because I'm bogged down by responsibility. I'm running through life. I'm checking off the list. I'm feeling resentful. I'm feeling, you know, all these things that happen to us in our day-to-day busy, overwhelming lives. Hence why inner work and ritual and self-discovery practices are so very important because it's our reset, especially when you can't get to retreat. You can do this daily grounding, this daily retreat for yourself. And so I started to take that frequency back with me. I started to practice really honing in on that feeling of love for myself and for others. And that's when Reiki found me. And so for me, I'm like, oh my God, Reiki is literally just sharing the frequency of love. Reiki is a very loving and gentle practice. And if you think about it, think about a child getting hurt and scraping their knee and you instinctively reach for them. You want to touch that knee. You want to kiss the knee. You want to hold them. That really is sharing Reiki the frequency or the vibration of love. And so in an attunement, what you're doing with a Reiki master and learning about the practice of Reiki is you're getting tuned in to that frequency. You're getting more in tune with that frequency of love so that you can share that universal love or that life force energy with others. So... When I got my first astrology reading back in my yoga days, 20 years ago, my yoga guru said to me, you are here to be a communicator. And being a good teacher that he was, (laughs) he never finished the sentence. And so for years I struggled with, what am I here to communicate? And When I found energy healing and all these different modalities I've been sharing over the many years as a spiritual guide, I have discovered that I am here to communicate love. That's it. 
That's that's the simplest version. And so that's, again, why Reiki and these energy modalities speak so deeply to me because it is such a loving, gentle practice. And it's a communication of love. So if that resonates with you at all, if you have questions, if you're curious, if you want to sign up for the course and just need more information, if you're going to join us through the self-study program, or if you're going to join us with a live class, you can find all of that information at afreespiritlife.com. I'm grateful for you. Let's connect on Instagram. I'd love to see you there. I'm at afreespiritlife. And let me know that you listen to the show and let your friends know. Help us spread the word about a free spirit life because that's what this is all about. It's about being ourselves. It's about being connected to our truth, our intuition, so that we can let our hearts lead the way in life. And so that when you live freely and feel better, you can feel that joy and spread that joy with everyone else. And that's what living a free spirit life is to me. It's about being you and letting your spirit fly free. Be well, my friends. Thanks so much for being here, and I will see you next time.